You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and it's Friend Friday on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Today, I'm going to introduce you to Connie Pullen, who has had a number of really weird and magical spiritual experiences that she has written about for our books. Connie Pullen lives in rural Sandy, Oregon, near her five children and her several grand and great-grandchildren. In 2006, at the age of 63, she earned her BA with honors from the University of Portland. She double majored in psychology and sociology, which probably helps to make her a very good chicken soup for the soul writer. She also is a full-time caregiver for her mom, who's 99 years old. And in her spare time, Connie spends time with her family. She writes for us a lot. She walks, she takes photographs, she explores nature, and she claims in her bio to have had several of her stories included in Chicken Soup for the Soul books. But that is what she wrote, but that is not true. She is being so modest because she has had two dozen of her stories published in a whole lot of Chicken Soup for the Soul books. Everything from our Best Mom Ever book to our books about dreams, inspiration for nurses, military families, our books about cats and dogs, our books about Christmas, the spirit of America, our self-help books like The Power of Yes and The Time to Thrive. Most recently, she's been published in Messages from Heaven and Other Miracles. So Connie, it's so nice to finally talk to you on air. Welcome to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Thank you, Amy. I hope you're doing well today. I sure am, and I'm so happy to talk to you because Connie really is a standout among our writers, and she is part of a gang of writers who get together. They live all over the U.S. and in Canada, and there's this little group of them. We all know that they're always chatting among themselves, and we see them tweeting to each other also. So, Connie, let's start with your stories from our latest book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Messages from Heaven and Other Miracles, because you had two really, I'd say, mind-blowing stories in this book. So let's start with the first one that was called A Promise Fulfilled about your friend Nancy. Tell us what happened. Nancy was my very, very best friend from the time we were nine years old, and we did everything together. We stood up for each other at our weddings, and we double-dated before that. We were there when each other's children were born, and so we were just as close as could be. But then... One sad day in 2001, I got a phone call from her mom, and she said, Connie, I just have some so sad news to tell you. Nancy has terminal cancer, and I was, of course, devastated, but then I called Nancy, and I said, I have to see you, and she says, I want to see you, so we spent the next couple of weeks just being with each other all the time, just catching up on old news and talking very candidly about her 
impending death. And we just had a wonderful time. So then I know that she said that she would do everything possible to reach out to you after she died. And then, of course, at her funeral, you had that incredible experience that proved that she did that. Right. We were so close that we just we knew that even death couldn't separate us. And so she made that one final promise to me. She says, Connie, I'll do whatever I can to reach out to you and let you know everything is fine. And so I went to her funeral and Nancy's family had asked me if I would read this poem that I'd written for her. And it was a very touching poem about our childhood. And I read the poem. And then even though the church was just full of people, I was walking back to the pew where my mom and my daughter were sitting. And I just, I felt so alone. And I said, Nancy, I need you so bad. I need a hug. Please, Nancy, let me know that you're here. And I got back to the seat and I sat down. Then after the priest concluded the service, instead of walking over to where Nancy's family was sitting, I was surprised because he headed towards the back of the church. And he went all the way around the back pews that came to where I was sitting on the outside. And he reached down, he put his arms around me and he says, Connie, here's a hug from Nancy. And it was so comforting. And I thought, oh, Nancy, you did it. You kept your promise. And at the time, I was just sort of expected it. But now I look back and I think, that was amazing. That was amazing. That really was. And you had another amazing story in our new book about messages from heaven and other miracles. And this one is called The Silver Van. So Tell us what happened when Larry was near the end. Larry, of course, was your husband, and he had cancer as well, and he was getting close to the end. And Tell us about what he saw in his dream. The thing we laugh about all the time still is that we were lying together in bed, and he opened his eyes in the morning, and he looked at me, and he says, not you again. So we're always joking about that with the kids. You know, he's not you again. And I said, what do you mean, not me again? And I said, aren't you happy to see me? And he says, I am. He said that I thought I was going to heaven. And I said, what do you mean you thought you were going to heaven? And he says, I was in the back of a brand new shiny silver van. And there were windows, but I couldn't see out. So it must have been nighttime. And he said, there was a little girl in there with dark curly hair who was giggling and jumping around. And he said, I was so happy. And he said, until a voice told me that it wasn't my time. He said, I must have been dreaming or something, but it seemed so real. And I said, was it God who told you it wasn't your time? And he said, no, it was a man's voice, but it wasn't God. And so about three days later, when all of the kids were there and I was there, we were sitting around and Larry passed away. But the surprising part was when we looked out the window, instead of maybe a black band that I knew that the funeral home had that they came and retrieved bodies with, a brand new shiny silver van pulled up to the house and it was exactly as Larry described and it had dark tinted windows and then explained why he couldn't see out. And then even more miraculous is I talked to the owner who we knew at the mortuary and she told me that they just recently purchased the silver van to replace the black one that they had used previously. And she also said that her little girl, who had dark curly hair, was probably the girl that Larry had seen because she was frequently in the van riding around. 
That's incredible. That is another really great story. And we just keep getting great stories from you. We're going to break for a word from our sponsor. And then we'll be back in a moment with more from Connie Pullen. And we'll talk about a couple more amazing stories that she wrote for our books about dreams. And these stories will make you say, how did that happen? We're back with Connie Pullen, the prolific Chicken Soup for the Soul writer, who has told a couple of dozen of her stories in the pages of our books. And we're going to talk about her stories now. Well, just two of her stories that she has written for our books about dreams and the unexplainable. And we're going to start with one of my favorite dream stories of all time. It's one of the two that you wrote for Chicken Soup for the Soul Dreams and Premonitions, and it's called service call. I just love this because I cannot explain away this one. You know, I love the stories where I can't come up with a rational explanation for them. So Connie, tell us this story. Shortly after my husband passed away, my son, Chris, who was in his late teens by then, was having a horrible day trying to fix the bulldozer that his father used on our Christmas tree farm. And somehow the clutch was out and he had the moved the transmission to get to the clutch. And he tried all day and he couldn't figure out how to do it. There was just no way he could move that transmission so he could get to the clutch. And so I told him, I said, let's just have dinner and you can go to bed and you can sleep on it. And maybe tomorrow you'll know what to do. And so that's what happened. Then the next morning I was cooking breakfast and he ran right past me and ran outside. And I thought, boy, something's going on. And so I just left him alone out there. I didn't want to see him being all frustrated again like he was the day before. And so later on, he came in and I said, why were you in such a hurry to get outside? And he said, I had to see if dad was right. And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about, Chris. He said, I saw dad last night. And I said, what? And he said, I said, explain it to me. What are you talking about? And he said, well, sometime during the night, I woke up and I opened my eyes to see dad lying on the couch in my bedroom. And he was wearing his old blue and white plaid shirt. And he had on his red Mac baseball cap. He said it was pulled down over his forehead. And he said, dad just started talking like he normally would. He said, Chris, there's a hard to find bolt underneath the transmission that you have to remove in order to slide it out of the way. And Chris told me, he said, Dad explained everything to me in detail. He says, and it was so easy. After I went out there, I did exactly what he said, and I could do it. And I said, did he ask about me? No, he didn't ask about you, Mom. That made me feel a little bit bad, but he said he just explained everything. He knew exactly what I needed to do. And I said, well, do you know what it was? Was he really there? He says, I know I was wide awake, and I know that I had never really believed in ghosts or spirits or anything, but I know I could never have done this. I saw dad do it once when I was about six years old and I'd never remembered. So there's no way possibly that I could have fixed the dozer without dad telling me. That is amazing. I loved that story so much. I do too. Yeah, that was a great one. And then you had another one that you wrote for our more recent book about dreams called Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable. 
And this story is called The Accident, and it's about your mom before she moved into your home with you. Yes. What happened is I missed a phone call from her on my recorder. I was just outside, and I came in, and I played it, and she just said, I just wanted to let you know that I'm running into town for some groceries. And that was usual. Mom always called us because we kept an eye on her and wanted to know where she was. But this time I felt really uneasy about it. For some reason, I tried to call her right back. It felt like I had to stop her. And I couldn't get a hold of her, so she had already left. And then I saw this, like, vision in my head. I didn't actually see it in front of me, but it was in my head. And I saw Mom get to the main highway, and she made a left turn onto the main highway, and she must have hit a patch of icy pavement, and she slid right into the guardrail on the opposite side of the road. And I saw it just as clear as could be. And so without even giving it a second thought, I don't know whether I thought it was a premonition and I could stop her or whether she needed my help. But I just grabbed my purse real quick and ran downtown in the car. And as soon as I got to the highway, I looked right over to my left, and there was Mom's car crunched up on the side of the highway, ran right into the guardrail, exactly how I'd seen it. And my mom is usually the one who has premonitions like that. It's not me, you know, who knows what's going on. And she wasn't surprised at the end at all when we talked about it. I said, why weren't you surprised that I was there? And she said, "Huh, that's what I always do. I always know when you need me, and now you seem to know when I need you. And it was a wonderful experience between a mother and a daughter. Well, that's what I love about your stories, Connie. You are a great storyteller, and these stories are so thought-provoking and really open up our minds to be aware of all the amazing things that happen that we just can't explain. Now, you have written so many stories for us, and I know that we have a lot of writers listening to the podcast and a lot who would like to write for Chicken Soup for the Soul. And of course, we always welcome them to go to the our website, chickensoup.com, and click on Submit Your Story and see all the books that we're working on. But can you talk about how did you come to know about us in the first place? How did we get so lucky to have you and your, <laughs> and your two dozen stories, and I'm sure with more to come? It was a few of us ladies were in a certain group. It wasn't really a writing group. It was more of a group where we all had talents of various sorts. And a couple of them had started writing to for chicken soup, and they had been very lucky and had been published, and they encouraged me, and so I thought I'd try it. And my first stories were rejected, and they kept encouraging me, do it again, do it again. You know, you'll find your little little niche there, and you'll be able to do it. I got my first email, and I was just thrilled, and I thought, I will be satisfied with one story. I'm so lucky. And then it's just, you want more and more. So I just kept writing. And writing is so therapeutic for me that it was just a wonderful outlet for me. And I kept trying. And they kept affecting my stories. And so it goes. Yeah. Well, we love seeing a story from you. But I'm sure we'll keep rejecting some also. I mean, we get five or 6,000 submissions for most of our books. And I am positive that... We sometimes don't take even incredibly excellent stories because we have a whole team of people reading the submissions and people get tired or they're saying, oh, yeah, just another one about the same old incredible awe-inspiring topic. And they get, you know, they get numb to it. I'm sure we sometimes pass by a really great one 
But when you only have 101 slots in each book, what can you do? You you do the best that you can. Oh, true. And Amy, what I feel like is I'm so blessed because I've been writing my memoirs. And I said, I feel so honored that Chicken Soup is actually publishing them. And I love sharing my stories as well. So it's been just perfect for me. Yeah, the nice thing is you can write for us and we pay you $200 for each story. Plus we give you 10 free copies of the book. So that's like getting another $100 worth of goods. So it's really more like you got $300. But we let our writers keep their own copyrights. So they still own their stories so that you can actually get paid $200 per chapter and then put all your stories together into your own book and publish that too. <laughs> and we'll just have paid you for doing the work along the way, right? <laughs> yeah. And we get those extra books, the complimentary books, that we can share with our friends and encourage them to submit. So it just goes full circle. Yeah. And you're part of that gang I talked about early on. You're part of an email group where you and a bunch of other Chicken Soup for the Soul writers are always talking to each other and congratulating each other, reading each other's stories. How did that come about? Actually, it was, we had been submitting cards to uh, Hallmark for their contest, and it would be the picture and the writing and just little things like that. So we all just sort of met there, and the ones that had started writing for Chicken Soup would sort of guide the other ones along. Now we just are all so happy for each other and encouraging each other when we feel a little bit like, well, you know, it's been a year since I haven't had a story accepted. You know, it'll come, it'll come, you know, so it's been really nice. Oh, well, that is just great. I love having you and all of your wonderfully talented friends among our contributors. Now, where can people learn more about you? I'm on Twitter and I'm on Facebook. And on Twitter, it would be twitter.com slash my grandma Pullen, P-U-L-L-E-N. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Connie.k dot Pullen, P-U-L-L-E-N. And on Facebook, you can just type in Connie Caseweeder Pullen, which is my full name, and find me. Well, thank you, Connie, so much for joining us today and for sharing all of these amazing stories. I'm really happy to have had you on. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Thank you, Amy. It's been my pleasure. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Come back for our next episode for more inspiration and life-changing advice. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple or Google or wherever you like to get your podcasts so that you will receive each new episode automatically. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.